All right, good morning and welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and I just might be running a teeny bit late this morning. Ugh. Kind of a rough night, so I'm set the alarm a little late to give me a little extra sleep, which is nice. Uh, just barely had time to make coffee but if you know me I'd probably be a little late as long as I have some coffee not, a, not my best trait uh, I've not had an ounce of coffee yet so I'll be sipping as we go at least for a little bit here I am sipping some uh, dark roasted Yurgachev it was an experimental roast uh, failed. But we still had all these beans and it's Yurgachev, so why waste it, huh? So today we're actually experimenting with a, uh, uh, a coarser grind. I guess this roast is about two weeks old now. Uh, my daughter did a very coarse grind with it this morning. She said it kind of turned out drinkable. And so I, I dialed it back a half turn half turn finer um, just to see what that would be like so I'm drinking now and actually yeah it's kind of it's not horrible not horrible in a good way well it's a beautiful February day late February I guess this will be the last week of February uh, I want to say it's 24th February 24th uh, in my family, that means we got lots of birthdays coming up. So two of my daughters have birthdays in February. Uh, sorry, in March. March 1st, March 18th. And that's coming up here pretty soon. But the uh, ume trees are pretty much in full bloom now. Um, ume trees, if you don't know, are Japanese plum trees. They're the, what they make the sour plums out of if you go to a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> You might get a chance to try the sour plums. Uh, they're pickled uh, plums that they make here in Japan. They grow on these trees and they flower in uh, mid mid February, usually, depending on the weather. Uh, but they're in full bloom now, uh, and uh, our area is kind of known for its plum trees. Uh, I mean, general area. Mito, Mito is the capital city of our prefecture, and they have a very famous uh, garden that is populated by plum trees, so a huge orchard of plum trees. And they all bloom, some 5,000 of them um, together, and it makes this just beautiful white uh, and maybe uh, slightly pink once in a while. Um, just... I don't know what you call it, but just a beautiful scene of flowers. And people come from all over to do what they call hanami, which is flower watching. And they do it often at night. So they, they light up the trees, um, spotlights and things at night. And then they'll come and put a blanket underneath. And they'll eat some food and snacks and uh, maybe even drink some, some sake, which is a Japanese rice wine. Nihonshu, 
it's also called. Um, and that's what they do this time of year. And there's two trees, two main main types of trees. They're the plum trees, which are blooming now. Sorry, I'll turn this heater down. I know it's deafening. The plum trees that are blooming now, uh, and then uh, right on their heels will be the uh, sakura tree, uh, which is the cherry blossom, which is probably even more famous. Sl uh, larger blossom, slightly pink, bigger trees than the uh, plum trees. Um, and so this time of year is a, a very famous time for that. But unfortunately, it's also the time of year for uh, pollen allergies, pollenosis. And uh, Japan has these cedar trees that give off this horrendous pollen that half affects half the population. Uh, and I happen to be one of the people who's affected. Lucky me. So I have a few sniffles today. I've been taking some medication, so hopefully we'll be okay in general today. We'll see. Uh, it's a good day to be wearing a mask for sure. I'm taking a little shortcut. Cut off a minute or two, maybe. Maybe not. Uh... Yeah, so we are in, I guess, what we call spring, although there is snow on the horizon, possibly, uh, in the next week or so. We may get little snow, but we've been in the 60s. Uh, in the uh, 60s already this last week, and now we're back down in the 40s for highs. We'll be creeping up in the 50s uh, this week, but maybe stay around the 40s and 50s. We've had some warm days, and it's really nice. But it's those warm days that have the big pollen release by the cedar trees. And uh, probably rehashing this, I probably talk about this every year. It'd be interesting to see how many talks I've given on on uh, <laughs> pollen allergies, because it's one of the things that's been the hardest. It is the hardest thing about living in Japan, um, believe it or not. Um, but after the war, there were no trees left because all the wood had been used in the war effort after World War II. And so they needed fast, good lumber. And so they planted cedar trees. And cedar trees grow fast and straight. Uh, they're a good lumber for building, uh, somewhat rot resistant. Um, and so they planted cedar trees just everywhere, uh, not knowing that they were going to be uh, bringing yeah uh, allergies with it uh, um, yeah pollen allergies are bad I'm glad I don't have things like peanut allergies which are actually you know um, can be fatal I guess I shouldn't complain too much it could obviously be much worse um, <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, other than that, the uh, emergency status has finally been lifted from our prefecture. So we've been gathering a little more, and that's been great. Uh, we've been able to get together with people twice this last week, and hopefully we'll continue that trend. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, 
COVID will continue to fall, the numbers and uh, people affected and uh, number of deaths especially. Hopefully the number of vaccinations will continue to rise and that the vaccinations will be effective. Uh, what to talk about this week? Well, I've been uh, getting back into mountain biking. Um, it's something that I've always been interested in or have been interested in for a long time. And I think I talked about it last week. But I did hit the trail again this week, which was great. Uh, really nice uh, weather for it. And the, the trail we have found, this new trail, is really, really uh, challenging. But um, just a lot of fun. And so we've done that again this week and probably hit it again tomorrow and or Friday. Maybe the weekend, we'll see. started making a few videos from that and uh, depending on how it goes I'm thinking about doing a little video channel for mountain biking in Japan see if there's any interest for it um, I showed one of my videos to a to a guy who is a road biker and he thought he thought that I should make it public and make a channel that people would really enjoy it so who knows might think about that uh, gosh theologically and politically things are so have so much calmed down that you know the theology that was sparked by or sorry the the, the politics that was sparked by theology is kind of fallen by the wayside and I don't know what I'm going to talk about these days um, it makes it kind of challenging when when uh, there, there's not a lot of controversy because that, that was often uh, where I started my, you know, my talking points. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago I talked about the dark night of the soul. I apologize for not having posted these podcasts. I, uh, I guess I'm kind of in a funk a little bit about... Um, where I'm going theologically speaking and, and you know my walk with Christ and how that's all progressing and because of the lack of gathering time and the lack of uh, um, maybe good good uh, fellowship uh, has kind of um, put a damper on those things I don't know maybe I'm just being a baby who knows hard to say um, but uh, I do have things I want to talk about. You know, there are there are things that uh, constantly are on my mind, and one of them, as you know, has been this idea of universal salvation. And up to this point, I've kind of called myself for quite some time now a hopeful universalist. But I'm pretty quickly becoming a full universalist. Uh, and, and I'm really looking out for why uh, and at what point did we go away from this idea? What, what drew us away? Because I find a lot of evidence for this idea that, that eventually Christ will sum up all creation into himself. There are plenty of scriptures about every knee will bow and every tongue confess. 
that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you can't confess that Jesus Christ is Lord unless by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so if, if you don't believe that, okay, fair enough, maybe you don't believe that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Maybe you think that that's some kind of hyperbole. Okay, uh, and and if that's the case, uh, then then maybe you can come up with some kind of scenario where uh, a lot of people will not be saved, right? But uh, I still think that most of most of the the scriptures that are leading people away from the idea of universal salvation are scriptures that were temporal in nature and that we're talking about the coming of the kingdom on earth now right but a lot of the scriptures that are used to prove that not a, you know for example that uh, narrow is the way and difficult the path or whatever that scripture is right uh, and few will find it and that talks about finding your way to the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God uh, has been misconceived as a thing for after death, right? A thing for when we die, we will finally enter the kingdom of God. But the problem is, that's not, that's not what Jesus preached. He said the kingdom of God is near. He said the kingdom of God has come amongst you. And that's while he was still on earth before he was crucified. And so the kingdom of God is, according to Jesus, uh, you know, and you can decide whether or not he's a good authority, I suppose, was for this earth and it was coming very, very soon. And has come with power, right? Which, which was proven on the day of Pentecost, right? That was kind of the, kind of the initiation of the power of the Holy Spirit coming in the kingdom, uh, establishing itself on the earth, right? The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Um, and so if you read every scripture about the kingdom of heaven, as if the kingdom of heaven is something that is not coming uh, in this lifetime, but will come after death, then yes, you will, you will have a uh, proclivity to read those scriptures as condemning many people to hell. But I think the hell that, that Jesus referred to, first of all, he, re he never referred to hell, he referred to Gehenna, right? Which is a physical place, a place that had a history, a place that was well known, uh, a pl place that was infamous. He never referred to hell as far as, you know, some. Anyway, uh, when he refers to Gehenna, He's talking about the the torment that people bring themselves on earth because they refuse to, to walk into the kingdom of heaven. That the kingdom of heaven uh, can be the place and is the place uh, where they can end their torment and their toil uh, and their fears uh, and their hate, right? And the kingdom of heaven is something for this earth something that came uh, when Jesus came to earth and something that continued with the apostles and grew and grew through the early church fathers uh, and continues to grow to this day 
um, despite poor theology, poor eschatology, right, on what the kingdom is and what's happening after after death. Um, and that's a twofold thing, right? Uh, the kingdom of heaven is the is the renewing, reconciling power of Christ in the earth now, in the present. And whatever is happening in the future has been, been referred to as the, the physical reconciliation of the earth in its marriage with heaven, that heaven and earth will become a new heaven-earth, right? Uh, and then that's the place that sometime in the future will uh, will be our final resting place. When I say that's the place, I mean this is the place. It's just that the, the earth that God made and he said was so good is the place where, where we are going to rest forever. Um, and the reconciling, uh, cleansing power of Christ will transform the entire earth with the reality of heaven. But it will be transformed. It will be repaired, if you will. Improved, fixed, restored. Restored perhaps to something something like the Garden of Eden. Um, what we see today, I think, in most, uh, I would say even Catholic, Evangelical, Protestant in general, uh, especially uh, Pentecostal, what we see today uh, is, is this rat race to be one of the saved, right? And do whatever you have to do on this earth to, to punch your ticket to heaven. Right, which is something that'll happen after you die, uh, and and uh, differentiate yourself somehow from all the the people who are going to be consumed with fire for eternity, uh, eternal, eternally, consciously tormented. Right, E C T. Eternal conscious torment, um, which is what many people preach. And I've talked about this many, many times. I just want to rehash it that a lot of the, um, I think a lot of the mistakes uh, do stem from the, the uh, inability to differentiate the kingdom of heaven from the new heaven earth, right? Uh, the present from the future, right? Uh, but there's another thing and that's translation. Uh, we have mistranslated many of the Greek words over time to kind of push us slowly toward this idea that there's going to be a lot of people condemned to hellfire. <clears throat> and the biggest word is the, the word eternal, right? Um, and I've talked about this many times, but I'm just going to keep talking and maybe we'll go a little bit different direction with it, who knows, but the ainos, ainos, which we get the word eon from, which, which usually is translated in the Greek to mean the age, 
or sometimes even an age to come or for ages and ages, right? Uh, uh, is not a word that means never-ending in the Greek. But we've made it mean never-ending. But it has, it has many nuances of meaning in the Greek. And one of the ways you can read ainos is meaning heavenly or otherworldly or the reality of, an, of another world, right? Not the reality of this world, but something that's, that's transcendent, a transcendent reality, um, which would be ainos and uh, the other derivatives of the same root word. Um, and so when you see the devil that the devil and his angels will be thrown into the fire um, and the fire will last forever for example I think what a lot of that means is the, the fire will last for an age for a period of time uh, it's not going to be a, a one-off event but something that will last for some time but it does not necessarily mean that it's something that is never-ending it will last for an age, an era, if you will. And as soon as you start taking some of those words and translating them differently, just just slightly differently, you begin. Oh no! I hope that. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to take another root. Oh, I totally forgot. Oh well, it's going to be what it's going to be forgot to uh, leave a little early. There was bad road construction here last week and I'm hoping that I'm not going to get stuck in it again because that would really stink. But it's looking like uh, it's not looking horrible. Uh, it looks like they finished most of it. Oh, hallelujah. This is the first one. There's two of them that kept me made me about ten minutes late last week. Sorry, kind of had to focus on the road here for a minute. <clears throat> um, <laughs> let's be honest, I'm always focusing on the road. I'm not reading anything or just talking, just thinking out loud with you guys. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we all need to stop accepting what somebody tells us words mean and we need to get deeper into them and start doing some of the translating ourselves and realize that there's a there's a whole uh, oh man this is bad and now I'm back in this stuff part again there's a way around it no reason not to try stuck at the station anyway. We'll see what happens here.
trying to get around <clears throat> some really bad traffic. And I, it may or may not work here. Let's see. Chances are I'm going to get stuck. In Dead end. Sorry, guys. Yep, yeah, sorry. My mic just popped right off my uh, thing when I turned the corner and smacked it. see if I can get around. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna have to make this short. Sorry for that. I may have to edit that bump out of there. So just um, get a loud noise. Uh, yeah, I'm handheld now. Um, yeah. So if we can translate Ainos better uh, and have a at least you know, be willing to hold the idea of at least be able to hold the idea of um, eternity a little bit more lightly. Uh, then perhaps uh, we can at least start to entertain the idea that eternity or eternal in our English Bibles might have a different meaning. There might be something that we have to learn there uh, that we can Yeah, there might be there might be some things that we can learn there that will uh, enrich in our knowledge of enrich in is that a word enrich enrich our knowledge uh, of uh, of what's going on and at the same time maybe humble us and realize that there's there's some nuances and there there's some room for other ways to look at this stuff uh, and and if we believe in grace at all. We believe in the grace of Jesus. Then we can say, "Hey, um, I feel free enough to to think about these things differently, right? I don't think I'm going to be judged by Jesus if I think about these things differently uh, than than I I've been taught, right? There's there's room, there's grace there. There's there's lots of reasons." Uh, and there's plenty of people in the past who have thought differently about this stuff uh, and who have been, you know, completely 
uh, normal in their time. But you know, these times right now, people are so sure about what they what they think is right and true uh, that there's very little grace afforded those who think differently. Um, and and that's not good, right? I can't see how that's good at all. Well, I was able to skip forward a little bit and pretty much get back on track. Yeah. Be a minute late, but we'll see how things work out. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's where I'll leave it. Uh, uh, we talked about, uh, well, I got about five minutes more, I guess. Five, ten minutes more. I do have to get a new mounting for my. <laughs> for my mic that's done that thing's broke uh, yeah so at the very least I think we can um, uh, what is the word loosen our grip on what we think is true and right uh, and, and, and have a little grace for those that see things differently than us and then find Christ in the midst of that, and, and I think, I think through humility, and and releasing what Boyd calls the uh, tyranny of certainty, um, I, I think perhaps Christ will will begin to enlighten us uh, about these things, uh, and that's what we all want, isn't it? You know, we we all we all want to hear from Christ. Right here, hear from Christ Himself, and, and uh, listen directly from Him. That's, I think, that's what every lover of Christ uh, wishes we will have one day. That we can, like the disciples, sit at His feet, uh, and and perhaps um, have better understanding. Uh, of course, you know, the Holy Spirit in us, apparently, is superior to Jesus beside us. And Jesus talked about this. He said, unless I go, um, the Comforter will not come. And he indicated that the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, or the Comforter, uh, was was superior, was better, was what they needed, was was better than uh, better than Jesus's physical presence with them. Uh, and I think this is something that we have been struggling with ever since. I think we would rather have Jesus with us, right, in a physical body, somebody who's like us, than to have the Holy Spirit indwell us to live inside of us and I think this is similar to the idea of uh, Israel's clamor for a king right uh, they had they had the presence of God dwelling with them in the tabernacle right uh, they had his prophets speaking for him uh, but they didn't want that they wanted they wanted their leader to be a man a king uh, like other nations, right? Somebody like them, but better than them. 
stronger than them so that the king could go out and protect them. And they rejected God's leadership and asked for a human leadership. And I think that's the maybe the same thing. We we would rather have um, a preacher or somebody like that tell us what to do and what to think, right? Somebody who looks like us but is a little bit better than us, right? In in some way or another, we'd rather have that uh, than than have to listen to the the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, right? To have God dwelling with us. <laughs> rather him have him beside us than in us in other words um, I'm not sure there's a correlation there uh, I have been known to make a few weird connections there might be there might be something there I'd like to expound on that sometime uh, so we started off with basically the idea of uh the kingdom of heaven being something for now, for us now, the reality of heaven uh, that could be coming through disciples of Jesus, right, into their lives and into their immediate context, uh, and that being juxtaposed to the, the culminating final event uh, that will be heaven and earth married together in one heavenly reality, a new heavenly physical, if you will, that this earth will be restored and renewed. And those two two things being completely different, uh, and neither one, uh, well, the first one is kind of about salvation in the sense that many will not be saved, perhaps, on this earth now, that they will not accept the, the reign of Christ uh, while they are in their body here on this earth but that God will universally save all when he sums up the entire creation uh, in his son, Christ, once for all. And the reality of heaven comes to earth, and the earth is restored and renewed and rebuilt and repaired, as are we, right? We get new, uncorruptible, incorruptible physical bodies. Uh, and we begin a new heaven-earth life. Um, those two realities are different, and we, we often confuse the scriptures for the one, um, for the other, right? That are meant for, for one of those realities, and we use that for the other reality. Because that, that word heaven, or heavenly, often comes to, into play, and that's confusing, right? The kingdom of heaven doesn't mean a new heaven-earth, and it certainly doesn't mean going to heaven. Like, you're not going to go to heaven. Heaven's going to come to you eventually. Now, there is some reality, some kind of a, uh, it seems like, some kind of a, a waiting uh, place that, that does seem to exist between our physical death on this earth and that coming reality there, there's a, a place we go that's been perhaps called the bosom of Abraham we also know it as purgatory paradise right some kind of a spiritual holding cell for our spirits uh, while our bodies go the way of the earth which is decay 
await that that final time when the heaven earth reality uh, will uh, come to pass and that Christ will reconcile all creation uh, once and for all unto himself uh, in a sense he's done it already right in a sense it's done in the timeless sense uh, but in the those of us bound in time uh, it's it's something that is unfolding before us and we don't know what the nature of that final culminating event will be we don't know if it will you know if what what we're doing here the, the kingdom of heaven spreading across the earth uh, you know one soul at a time uh, if that will finally uh, just meld into you know finally we complete almost like a jigsaw puzzle finally we get the last piece and it's completed and it's whole or you know will will there be a a one act where Christ will just make it all happen all in one you know the blink of an eye as as it's been told in the Bible at the last trumpet for example right so yeah think on these things and uh We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.